0: Hello, and welcome to Next Generation Behavioral Health. 10-minute tips for modernizing patient care. I'm Dr. Christina Armstrong. And I'm Dr. Julie Ken. Today, we're going to talk about the
1: dark side of screens <laughs> and internet and technology. Uh, although in this podcast, we talk about all the benefits of mobile health, we get asked often, Is there any harm in looking at these screens and accessing internet and social media as often as we see?
0: Our participants at our workshops, for example, always say, hey, I'm trying to help my service members get away from mm-hmm. playing games on their phone all the time. And now you're telling me I should prescribe them <laughs> the use of mobile apps. That, so, that's yeah, we right. just want to talk about it. That's
1: right. Yeah. So, yeah, there's really been a huge change in our culture, as we've all seen in the past decade. You know, smartphones mm-hmm. are... Attached to us almost twenty four hours a day. As soon as we wake up, we can. Chances are, you have your phone within arm's reach from you. So it yeah, it's our alarm clock. It's the right. first
0: thing and last thing we're interacting with. Right,
1: and often when people wake up, they'll check the, their social media. So it really is. Yeah, um, it is a part of how we work play and interact with the world.
0: And it's a good opportunity for engaging in health and Mm -hmm. healthy behaviors. But what does the research (laughs) say about this? Because Christy, I know you've looked at the research. So lay it on us.
1: A few months back, I met with Dr. Jean Twenge. She is a researcher on generational differences. What does that mean? Uh, You know, we have the baby boomers, which are the generation of about 1946 to 1964. We have Generation X, uh, those born between 1965 and 1979, which I'm a part of and you are a part of. Um, Go Xers! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. now the truth is out the truth is out, we can't hide it and that's okay, uh, then we have the wonderful millennial generation, those b- born between 1980 and 1994, but Dr. Twenge is proposing uh, a, a name for this new generation. She calls it iGen. And that is those born between 1995 and 2012. So, so that's like
0: iPhone, but iGen.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so the way she sort of uh, describes this is this is the first generation to spend their entire adolescence with smartphones.
0: Yeah, th- I, that's a big difference. What she's
1: finding is there's some really negative um, health outcomes that are, that are popping up here and that hmm. it may be related to smartphones just being an extension of ourselves, um, ways that are not so good.
0: Like what?
1: What she's finding is that this new generation is sleeping far less. Hmm. Symptoms of depression and anxiety are far higher than we've seen in any other generation. And also, wow. most startling is that instances of self-harm and rates of suicides are higher now in this young young age group, which is really startling. and of course, we can't directly correlate this with smartphones, but it is only in this past decade um, that we've seen not only this entire change in smartphone, culture but also these startling changes in these negative health outcomes
0: okay so the sleep one i get that because if we're using cell phones all the time not just the blue light aspect of the phones Uh but just the engagement and activation i could see how that affects sleep we know that but what about these other things the depression anxiety and the suicide
1: there's a couple things going on here. First of all, this newer generation is it, she describes it as engaging in less uh, indicators of independence than other previous generations. They're getting driver's licenses later. you know, when I, second I turned 16, that on my birthday, I went to go get my driver's license. and that's probably true for most people in our generation, right? Yeah. Uh, we were eager to, to get out the door. They're g- getting jobs a lot later. For example, I had my first job when I was 15. Um, Mm -hmm. That was, you know, fairly common for then. Sure. Other things like uh, engaging in um, social activities with your friends, like going to parties, you know, if you're 15 or
0: 16 and you were in previous generations, you you did all these kind of activities. Like you said, it's correlational, not causational data that we're looking at here, but What do we take away from this? I mean, what's the bottom line from her research? what the new generation is doing instead of engaging in all these
1: activities of independence they're engaging in this internet use smartphone use social media texting chatting Mm. all of that is filling up so much of their time and the time we're talking about is just staggering they're not having any extra time to build all these independent living skills, really. And the long-term impact is, look, they are just not as happy as they were. Mm -hmm. You know, you may feel happy in the moment when you're looking at that screen and on social media, but the research does not bear that out. They're actually more depressed, far more
0: symptoms of depression and loneliness and anxiety. I'm sorry to interrupt you, yeah. but I mean, what strikes me is that the kind of activities we're talking about on screen here, uh-huh. it's not dark web. We're not talking about nefarious right. activities. We're talking about social media use and right. gaming and just the general kinds of activities. That's right. And some, it, But it's not a replacement for real interaction.
1: So here's some interesting right. stats. How much screen time are we talking about? Um, right. So iGen high school seniors spent an average of six hours a day. Uh, on new media. So this is during their quote-unquote leisure time. So that means it's taking up all that other time that, you know, you and I had as seniors doing whatever we did. They're now filling it up with all of this with a screen on their face. And this is really interesting. If we go down to eighth grade, so these are middle schoolers. Yeah. They had very similar rates with about five
0: hours a day.
1: How, how old are your kids now, Julie?
0: I have a 12-year-old and an 8-year-old. And...
1: Are they already asking for a smartphone or do they already oh, have a Oh,
0: of course. Yes. No, no. They're asking for uh-huh. it. They're begging. They're making all the arguments. Yes, yes. So so
1: are mine, seven and nine, and uh, many of their friends already have yeah. smartphones. that
0: yeah. have complete access to the internet. And for some families, that makes a lot of sense, especially for families where the parents don't live together right. or there's other considerations. Sometimes kids do need cell phones. Right. But it... It's important to consider it before giving in.
1: Yep. The other thing I want to talk about is what types of increase in, de- in symptoms are we seeing? So Yeah. So from 2012 to 2015, they saw sharp increase in depressive symptoms. So that's really very specific. And this is over decades and decades of research. So we just saw this startling climb. So this increase was most shocking for girls with about 22 percent in 2012 which is pretty high but this increased to 32 percent in 2015 so and this has increased since then so she found um also increased incidences of self-harm and suicide have gone up So, you know, we've got a serious situation. And I'm not saying that um, smartphones are bad.
0: Um, No, I mean, we're (laughs) the first people to prescribe them. Right, right. So what can we do here? Clearly, this is a problem. Whether or not we can attribute all of the current issue to screen usage, the fact that we're talking about six hours a day here is a major issue. Not that every minute of my day as an adolescent was well spent, mind you. (laughs) I I think you've given us all a lot of food for thought, and I'm wondering if we can continue this conversation in our next episode and talk about practical solutions, not just for managing our own children but but especially for our patients right. and our military service members many of them are e1s e2s e3s mm-hmm. they're adolescents still right and so i'm guessing a lot of these same factors are going to play out especially as that i-gen moves into active duty status i mean a few years from now that's who our active duty service members are going to be that's right That sounds great. So listeners, stay tuned. Next time, we'll come back with some practical solutions. So this was the dark side, and next time will be the light side. Is that fair? Yeah,
1: the light side. We'll go to the light side.
0: And listeners, feel free to send in your questions and suggestions. Our email address is in the show notes. But of course, you can connect with us on social media. We're at Military Health. Next Generation Behavioral Health podcast is produced by the Defense Health Agency.